Guys, welcome back to Deeper with the Dolan Twins. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson, and I'm your other host, Ethan. And I know you guys thought that we would disappear forever off the face of the planet, and our existence would be irrelevant. I don't think anyone thought that, because in but the last episode we told them we we're coming back every Thursday. Yeah, but I'm not kidding. Some people said, wow, I can't believe I'll never see you again. But we said we were hey coming again. back every Thursday. So here we are. For all the people that didn't understand that we're coming back every Thursday, here we are. Oh, wait, fuck, it's Friday. Well, we had technical difficulties. Our episode got deleted. So we're recording again. But, but today we have an agenda, guys. We are on our shit. It's 2021. Mm-hmm. We're 21. We, got a, we have a new 46th president. All types of new things are going on. Yeah, with uh, with like the new year and everything like that, and then also just stepping away from our main channel so we could put more focus into this, which is our new main channel. We got a new main channel, and you're here right now on the main channel. Okay, so uh, we we were kind of thinking about where we want to take this channel and what we want to do, what the future looks like, because now we have time to look at look at this channel and, and with those spectacles, and. Basically, the conclusion that we came to was we want to have episodes where we can fuck around because that's what we love doing and also learn. It's a good, it's a good human practice to fuck around. Yes. I think having someone or a place where you can go and just bullshit at least once a week is essential to human survival. Like, I will go crazy if I, if I don't have a friend in my life or a place in my life where this is the place where I can just go and once a week I could speak for an hour, have a really long thought-provoking... Co- Whoa. Sorry. One of my nostrils is... Dripping. All right. Sorry. Uh, conversation where, you know, I can kind of vent, learn some new things, become a better human. This is my place for that. So thank you guys for being here. That brings me to my next point. You said learn. So obviously your guys' time is extremely valuable. And I, I understand that you guys have a lot going on in your lives and then, and that you fit some, and that you fit our podcast into your routines. And we really are appreciative of that. And Sometimes I feel like I'm wasting your time if I'm just fucking around all the time. You know what I mean? Don't, don't consider yourself a waste of time. No, but... You're being too hard on yourself. No, but here's the thing. If we all together decide to learn a couple things every single episode, myself included, I want to learn on our podcast, and I said that, um, then you know, knowledge is the most valuable thing that we have on, uh, on this planet. So we want to give you guys something you can take forever for the rest of your lives. You may know, you may not. We're going to learn. We're all going to learn together. But we're also going to fuck around. That's yeah. what I want to so say. So we, we want to have a healthy balance between just wasting jo- your time joking. and then also you know, giving you something of value. Yeah. We won't waste your time for the full hour, hopefully, or however long these episodes <laughs> are. All right. With that being said, we have an agenda today. Also, wait. Also, when Ethan said your schedule, I was just thinking about my schedule and when I watch podcasts, and it's late at night. And sometimes I'm laying on my side watching a podcast, and then I'm turning my brightness down because I'm getting tireder, more tireder. That's not a word. Because I'm tired, and my eyes are going to start to burn. So I turn my brightness down, and then I feel better. Um, But sometimes I feel like my brightness can't go low enough. Yeah. And I know that my skin... Is reflective right now. That indoor skin you got. I have indoor skin because what Ethan and I have been working on keeps us indoors a lot. And we've been working like 12 hours a day on this new thing that we can't really talk much about. So that's all I'll say because I don't want, I don't believe in teasing. But maybe I do. 
Um, but uh, sorry, sorry, sorry if I'm iridescent or is that yeah? You're okay, yeah. So yeah, sorry if you can't turn your brightness down enough. And and in your schedule, you're fitting this podcast into your night. But good night, also. Have a, I hope you're having a great night. That was way off track. All right, what's what? Let's get us on track, please. Adele has a mic, and she's here to get us on track now. And we have an agenda because amazing, important things are going on, and we want to talk about them. Yeah, I just want to say, like, when we we talked about getting a producer last episode, and yeah. now we kind of realize that we have all the pieces to have a producer, essentially. Yeah. Um, we've gotten really close to the Dell and Mondo over the past year, and uh, we've also realized how like-minded we all are to each other. And when if we were going to try to find a producer to help us find stuff that we want to talk about or we feel is important, um, I feel like no one knows us better than Mondo and Adele right now. And you know, having to build that relationship with someone for that long would would take a really long time, and then it'd be like a year until we're talking about stuff that we actually want to talk about. Whereas we all have really important conversations together just here in our kitchen. And a lot of times it involves the things that we're all very passionate about, animal activism, environmentalism, um, politics, and being on the right side of history. So we're going to – Adele did some yes. research, and we're going to try this out. Adele's going to let us know what the fuck's going on in the world um, that is important so that when we're fucking around a little bit too much, boom, we talk about some important things every once in a while too. Love it. Um, guys, I think we should start off by talking about Joe – Honestly, because uh, it was a big day for him yesterday. Mm -hmm. Huge day. We got another president, the 46th president. I said we got like we got a pet or something. Yeah. Like he's not he's not mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not a pet. Joe's not a pet by any means. He's no. a he's a leader. Yeah. And he's already shown great signs of leadership. Although pets but, can, but although although he does have something in common with a pet, he's so soft and cute yeah, in is. the best way. So mm -hmm. soft. He's obviously he's obviously gets stuff done, but like so I'm not taking away from that. You know what I mean? He, he's the man. But, like, he's just such an adorable guy. Mm -hmm. And we have him as our president. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. He leads from the heart. He does. He, does. he right. leads from and the heart. I saw on his Twitter and his Instagram, so he's like, guys, you could follow me here now at POTUS. At POTUS. Flex. Just just a subtle flex. Joe deserves it. Um, yeah, he's a president. Yeah, So, but I checked his, his accounts, and he's, he's making it really easy for people like me to understand, you know, yeah. who don't really know much about politics. To be honest, guys, I've, I've turned a blind eye to politics for the last four, four years because we had – it was just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And I, you know, I, I do kind of feel like I should have been a little bit more responsible and learned about what was going on in the world. But I feel like I, I kind of did that at an important time around the election and voting and um, – now I'm like just ready to learn everything because yeah. I see important things happening every day. It's kind of like when you wake up and you have a, so many things on your list and you get none of them done. You just start to have that like shitty feeling and you feel like going back to sleep. You know what I mean? You feel like not taking a shower, not changing out of your clothes. You just kind of want to lay around and, and just get less and less things done. So you're saying as you've, have you lear as you've learned, it's become perpetual and you want to keep going. Yeah. But the, so that's what, the last, that's what the last four years have been like for me. This country, like, and, and you know what I mean, it and the things the that I believe believe in, and I believe our generation. Um, but it, but you're, it hasn't it, been okay. So I just said perpetual, and you said the last four years have been perpetual. What they have, I was saying the last four years have been slob like. Yeah, just nothing's going on, and you just keep spiraling into a a ditch of counterproductivity, and that's what's happened because I haven't. You know, what I'm, I'm trying to say is, listen, okay. that I went to Joe's Instagram, and there are already amazing things <sighs> happening for this country. <coughs> There was fuzz in my drink. There's already amazing things happening for this country, and it's making me feel like 
things are getting done. Mm-hmm. And now the perpetualness starts. More and more starts getting done and you start to feel good about the direction in, that this country is headed in. And then you want to learn more. Yeah, you so want to join. I'm, you want to join the movement. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, what has Joe done in the 24 hours of his presidential presidency? presidency. He's done a lot. He's done 17 executive orders Probably has done more since, um, but in the first 24 hours, 17 executive orders. Uh, and, you know, we're all talking about how we're just getting so sick of this pandemic and, uh, you know, the distri- distribution of these vaccines. vaccines. Which Can I say it real quick? So here, I'm just confused as to what Trump really did to help America and the world get back to having freedom again and living life. Because... We discovered the vaccine right? as far as ending the pandemic. Or yeah, we discovered the vaccine and learned that it was what ninety nine percent effective, ninety eight percent effective, something like that, which is amazing. But you know, we have these vaccines, and then that's the that's the solution to the problem. But right. well, if we have the solution, why is why why are we not solving this problem now? You know what I mean? Like, just Trump hasn't been like actively. He wasn't actively. He wasn't speaking about it. No, no, but he also wasn't like giving people these fucking vaccines. Totally, guys. They we um, have the solution to the problem. It's right there. Trump said he had a goal of distributing 20 million by the end of 2020 and it's past 2020 and we've only distributed like 16 million. I'm pretty sure. So like. We've distributed that much, many, mm-hmm. but there's what, like almost 400,000, 400 million people in America. Something like that. 365 million, mm-hmm. something like 360 mm-hmm. million. So Joe, Ethan, you were talking about today how Joe is going to, he has a goal of a hundred million in the first hundred days of office, of being in office. That's a million crazy. a day. A million a day. And if you know anything about a million, anything, you look at a million somethings and it looks like a fucking lot. So, so that's think great. about that. That's great. I also, I saw his, his tweet that he put out as soon as he was, literally as soon as the inauguration ended, he tweeted this. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just so refreshing because there is now a true sense of leadership coming from our president, our leader. And, and um, like a, a true sense of adorableness as well. Where where is this tweet? Where is also, this? dude, Joe seventy eight, and I saw him jog. Saw that too, dude. You see, do you see his hustle? Yeah, he's fucking quick. Yeah, Yo, he, him and Trump should have done a foot race for president. Stop. Just cut, he would have won. Cut it short, real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. He would have won. Yeah, I think I see pull ups. He would have won too. He would have won push ups, backstroke. Backstroke. He probably would have won any sort of. Anything that involved movement. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, not, that, not that the presidential election I think based and on intelligence. athleticism. Intelligence. Yeah. I think the only way it was, if it, if it came down to who's more oranger, that, that's that, when Joe would find himself in deep water. But he would backstroke out. We had this tweet from our president. From POTUS. And oh, it just made me so happy. It was so refreshing to read this coming from POTUS. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. When for the past four years, it's been nothing but nonsense. He says, after taking the oath of office this afternoon, I got right to work taking action to controlling the pandemic, providing economic relief, tackling climate change, and advancing racial equity. Those are like immediately after he gets in office. That's what he does. There are seven words in that tweet that I didn't hear for the last four years from our president. Mm-hmm. Our, this is, our guys, this president. is amazing. Yeah. Has, yeah. has Trump ever said anything about tr- trying to like... Et- end the pandemic or no i don't i don't remember no because everything that he tweeted everything that he spoke on was was 
just it was just all capital letters and just screaming about nonsense screaming about nonsense and that's then, the yeah, thing and, and then also all right enough enough of him he's gone he's yeah. gone mm-hmm. the witch is gone it's melted and uh, let's talk about let's talk about the i want to talk about these four the oranges squeezed <laughs> i want to i want to talk about these four mm-hmm. points that that joe yeah. said that he, he began working on yeah and i know you guys are really interested in what he's going to do for climate change um definitely you know, we were just talking about earlier today how he, um, you know, got us back into the Paris Agreement, um, which is a huge... Paris Climate Agreement? The, the Paris Climate Agreement. Um, so basically, the Paris Climate Agreement is something, it's a world agreement mm-hmm. that countries have joined in, in efforts to make... To limit global warming, global warming essentially, which is, yeah, climate which is, change. Which is a, a serious threat to... Almost every generation living right now because of how fast this thing is is escalating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I read in Earthling Ed's last uh, Instagram post captioned that in 12 years, the United Nations just declared that there will be irreversible damage um, and, and climate change. So like we will not be able to go back and make Earth as healthy as it is right now in 12 years. So right now, there's th- that's fucked up. Yeah. Because 12 years is like, everyone's like, oh, like climate change, whatever is going to happen in my lifetime. Yes. It's going to happen with, with the way everything's going right now. It's going to happen in your lifetime and your kid's lifetime, you know, and I don't have kids yet. Yeah. But I know that when I do, I'm going to love them a lot and I'm not going to want to have to live in a shitty world. Yeah. Also 12 years is 12 years ago is 2009 and 2009 feels like yesterday sometimes to me. So it's like, we are, we are in a crisis and people need to take this way more seriously. And, and Joe is already taking action on climate change. He got us back into the, the Paris Agreement, right? Yeah. Climate Agreement, mm-hmm. which Trump got us out of for who knows why, because mm-hmm. he doesn't believe in it or it was he a money issue. He wants to put issue. his money elsewhere. Didn't he say that climate change wasn't real? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Science, oh. science doesn't exist. You're right, Donnie. Whatever. Okay, but I'm just saying amazing things are happening now. But yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, already, and already, which yeah. is which is great. So yeah. something that I kind of wanted to talk about, um, which I always want to talk about, obviously, um, is that the leading cause of climate change is the animal agriculture industry. It's comparable to, basically, the animal agriculture industry causes more CO2 greenhouse gases that are neg- like negatively affect our atmosphere and cause climate change and global warming. Um, so, like basically, methane. basically, yeah, mm-hmm. cow burps and farts do the same amount of damage to the environment and the world every single year as every single form of transportation added up. So that's cars, planes, trains, boats, tr- buses, you name it. And then also it's resp- the animal agriculture industry is responsible de- for deforestation. Yeah. Because they delete forests for livestock farmland. Yeah. And so I'm, going, I'm getting really statistical right now, but... 80% of farmland is used for livestock when only 13% of the calories of an average, average American diet comes from animal products. So basically, it just means that animal products should not exist. The reason why there's so much methane gas and the reason why there's so many cows burping and farting is because they're artificially inseminating m- fucking millions of cows every single day to produce more cows. Because when you buy meat, you're not buying a product that needs to get restocked. It's an animal. It's a dead animal. So yeah. in order to restock that product after you buy it, people need to go kill animals and then also reproduce. So it's just it's, it's a really fucked up cycle. And people are always like, oh, well, aren't I doing a good thing by eating meat? And that's what marketing, toxic marketing makes people believe. 
but it's like absolutely not. Yeah. You're you're causing the suffering and pain of an animal, while also demanding more animals to be born and then suffer and be murdered. Also. And these are and these are lives of, of living sentient beings yeah. that have souls and hearts, and uh, and the will to live. Yeah, most importantly. And then also, and, it, it, but it's not it's not like. It's it's billions of lives too. Billions. And all the while, like, it's like ruining s- our planet as yeah. well. Yeah. Have we ever heard of the term YOLO? I mean, obviously everybody has. Yeah. Um, like you only live once. And what does that term do? That makes you feel good. That makes you feel like okay, I have one life, and I'm gonna make the most. I'm of gonna it. live it the fuck up. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna live we, life to the fullest. We have to realize that these products that we see in packaging at grocery stores that we call meat are animal lives that they only had one of, and that was they they were given absolutely zero choice to do what they were put here to do in, in their lives by nature. Mm. Um, and it's they like, were kept in a pen and then murdered. And that's, that's it. That's their, that's their YOLO, you know? So that, that, that really sucks. It really, yeah. really fucking sucks. It's terrible. And, and I yeah. think that, I think that everybody has a problem with that, but the, you know, the toxic marketing has been trying to hide that from everybody. Yeah. And what's great about this agreement is that it's going to put money towards those things in, in reducing emissions and reducing, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully, like Ethan, you were saying before the other day, like hopefully eventually leading to more people becoming vegan. A more vegan people, world. Exactly. More people, you know, realizing the effects on no, not only animals' lives, but the world and the climate. The and, Our, yeah. 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 That's amazing. So that's something we're very passionate about, so we wanted to share, but... It's it, it just to see to see that initial tweet the you, day that yeah. he was elected. And you said like 2009 wasn't that long ago. That's 12 years ago. Like, bro, yeah. was that like? I was just thinking. As soon as you said 2009, I was thinking about Tyler Cruz. And like, what was break your heart 2009, or that, was that shortly after that? Um, when you're gonna break your heart and scatter it out better than a little bitty pieces? Yeah. Word, word of Chris. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that was probably. Can you look up what, what when that that Bob came out? Break Your Heart by Tyo Cruz. Dude, I think Bedrock had to be 2009. I, Dude, I, think I, about that. I still know I love every... love the way you're walking if you're walking my way. Grocery what bag. A great, what a great lyric. What year is this? 2009. 2009! I knew it! Fucking right, nail on the head. So when you knew every single word to Break Your Heart by Tyo Cruz and... No, you still do. That's Chris. the thing. That's the thing. You still know every... Whether you like it or not, yeah. you still know every single lyric to Break Your Heart by Tyo Cruz. Think about that. If you still know every single lyric, it can't be that long ago. That... Amount of time will pass and fl- honestly flash before your eyes before we have irreversible damage to our Earth. beloved planet. If we don't change the way that we're living. And a lot of people have a problem with change, but if you're changing for the better and for the betterment of lives and your own life ultimately, I don't think that there's any, anything wrong with change and that, that there's nothing that anyone should be closed-minded to about that. Yeah. yeah, and it starts with one person. Yeah. It also just starts with just not buying dead animals just not contributing to that okay you 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 always do that to me you're no. always like oh you know it's no, no no here's the thing I, I know because i'm just i'm just putting myself in the shoes of myself before i was vegan okay. before i was before i was took it upon myself to inform myself on what my diet was actually doing at the mm-hmm. time when i was purchasing and, and eating animal products yeah I love and i was very close-minded to the vegan diet. Okay, but here's the thing. You just said keyword closed-minded. Is being closed-minded something that's acceptable in this generation anymore? No. No. So here's the thing that, that I would say to my old self. First of all, I di- it didn't occur to me that I was eating animals yeah. until like literally th- three years ago. 
Like I'd hear every once in a while, like, oh, it was a cow. Or like people make the jokes about the turkeys on Thanksgiving. Oh, like, oh, you know what I mean? If you see a turkey on the side of the road, oh, he's going to be Thanksgiving dinner. You know what I mean? And like it always kind of made me feel weird as a kid. But I was just desensitized because people made it a joke. And if someone didn't make it a joke when I was little and was like, yeah, you should care about animals, I would have thought completely different about it. So it didn't really occur to me that I was eating animals. And I feel like if I heard that, it would have changed a little bit of gears, as it did in my mind. When I had it, I kind of had to face it first person to realize that. But for, I had to have a firsthand experience with an animal to realize that I, I valued animals' lives. But no, I, I know what you're saying. And I guess my fear is just that someone out there listening to this podcast is going to get pissed off. Yeah, they're just gonna they're just gonna say, "Oh, we're jumping down their throats." So I'm, the, just, I'm trying to slow down and just as calmly and patiently as I can, for sure, explain why I do the things that I do and I for implement sure. them into my life because I I, I mm-hmm. am obsessed with the benefits they have for yeah. the world. And I know when you like when you I, think, I, for sure pa- that's that's where my passion comes when you, from. When you yeah, when you're talking like that, it's almost like you're like positioning it as in everybody's entitled to their own choice. You know what I mean? Whereas like I. Okay, being non-vegan, anti-vegan is is not necessarily like your your pro-choice of anything, yeah. For that matter, you know what I mean. If you're so, you know, if you believe in you should have your own choice, then and and people should have their own choices because essentially that's what you're saying. When I have I have my own choice to eat whatever I want, you're completely taking away these animals' simplest choice to live. No, I mean, and, you know, recreate I, I, and I understand. And take care of I understand offspring. what you're saying. There and also, it, you're taking away this, this Earth's choice to thrive and yes. to exist. So, when you talk about choice, what choice is really I- involved in that situation? There, yeah, no, I, dude, I, under, I understand what you're saying. Obviously, I'm on your, no, no, I'm, no, on, no, I'm no. on your side. But it's I, lifestyle yeah. I live. But that's just why I'm so passionate about it, and why I kind of don't really, you don't agree with the fact that there, there, there is a choice there. Yeah, like there shouldn't be. There's, yeah. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have the choice of eating plant-based meat. Mm-hmm. Over real meat when the real meat kills an animal and the plant-based meat doesn't. Yeah. And because it's becoming so easy, it's like the choice is getting less and less yeah. valid. Or the argument's getting less and yeah. less valid. And Even the price it was never it's, in the beginning. It's getting more, I just, or, it's getting more affordable, I just too. wish that I like were, was told a lot of things a long time ago. And that's what I kind of like to just talk about on this podcast. But yeah. I understand how people have gotten offended and jumped down their throats about this before. Yeah, so that, I guess that's where also my hesitation comes from in the, in the whole conversation around veganism. But, is because... The comments, dude. People are like, "Oh, you guys fucking think you're better than everybody." Yeah. You guys are acting like you're you're above us because you're vegan. Pe- people have said that in the comments. Yeah. But and, I would say and, and grouped together and cu- came at us for that. And so that for that reason, I get a little hesitant because I want to make sure that I'm doing it patiently for those people. But it's totally okay to. But be, I guess those people aren't being patient with us. Yeah. It's a totally okay to be proud of the things you're doing to make a positive change in this world. It's yep. totally okay to be proud and honestly flaunt it. That's why we have the spread positivity shout out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It, it's so important to be proud of yourself because we talked about perpetual. Once you're proud of yourself for one thing, you're going to want to be proud again. So you're going to do the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And if we're all doing that, we're all stuck in that cycle of just be get, becoming better and better and doing better and better for the world. The world's going to become a better place even faster. Yep. So that's my point there. Um, yeah, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but there there's a lot of other people in the uh, in the public eye that are that have been vegan for a long time and that's the thing standing up for veganism and yeah, there are like like Joaquin Phoenix uh Leonardo DiCaprio various numerous others like in the public eye you know celebrities quote unquote but no celebrities yeah, yeah. no cele- <laughs> yeah, we're celebrities but like I'm, I'm just saying I'm not calling myself that yeah um but there's also a lot that are like 
not public about it or vocal right. or vocal because they're afraid of getting attacked. Like we have been, I, yes. I've fallen victim to being attacked for doing a good thing. And I feel like a lot of people experience this with I, I, here. I think that veganism and choosing not to kill animals and choosing to do what's best for this environment. And honestly, your own health um, is comparable to doing anything that is going to have a positive chain reaction that doesn't necessarily affect your life. You know what I mean? Uh, there, there's so many problems that don't affect you that affect such a fucking huge demographic of human beings on this planet that don't deserve to face the oppression. Yeah. And animals is a huge group of those beings. beings. So um, I just, you know, the, the, the Black Lives Matter move, movement was something that opened my eyes tremendously and something that I felt so regretful to not have been active, you know, been an activist about sooner. Yeah. I wish I had learned and I wish it had been put black and white like it was for me during that movement. I wish it had been as loud as it was. And, you know, maybe it wasn't. I just wasn't looking. You know what I mean? That was my fuck. That was my fault. Okay. Sorry, I kind of forget what I was saying, but I just think that doing something good and opening your eyes up to the oppression that other beings face that aren't you or aren't your demographic of human. is never um, a bad thing. It, no, it's not. It's something, I, I think it's mandatory. Yeah. Okay. And I agree. And I agree with you. And uh, for our something generation. Joe's working on. Yes. And Joe is that guy. He's yeah. That guy. Yo, guys, if Joe goes vegan, that would be insane. Joe could be vegan. You see how he's running? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those look like some preserved joints, some well-preserved joints. For all we know, he's secretly vegan. The vegan, the vegan for me has, I like literally don't have like aches and pains in my joints and my muscles anymore. Like I used to like, I've always worked out a lot my whole life because it brings me a lot of happiness. And like. Prior to going vegan, I was just like, oh, fucking my elbow hurts. Since I got vegan, nothing. Mm -hmm. And that can't be a coincidence. The fountain of youth. You guys sent me a, guys sent me a video of a cow and a girl. She was playing the guitar. And yeah. It looked so at peace. It was just like I know. I know. Yeah, that stuff that makes me really upset. Even seeing happy cows makes me really upset because I realize what's happening to cows every single day. And, and um, dude, I think there was a crazy number. It was like hundreds of billions of chickens got killed. So 65 billion so, Oh, yeah, okay, it's hundred, not hundreds, but of animals. That's hundreds of billions of animals only got killed. seven billion humans in, in, one, in one year last year. That, that, that's not normal. That's absolutely not fucking normal. When, when would that happen if we didn't develop as a society in the wrong direction? Well, if we started eating plants just from the beginning of time when we started really developing into, like, civilizations and, like, our go-to foods were just plants and we didn't think of animals as food because, I mean, if you see a cow walking around in, in, a, in a meadow... You don't get hungry. You think it's cute or you think it's a friend. You don't think it's food. Yeah. If you see a little piglet on this table right now, you're going to pet it and you're going to be, oh, that's so adorable. You don't get hungry. But if you see a fresh batch of strawberries and those motherfuckers are red as hell, you're going to want to eat them. They're almost irresistible. So it kind of just shows like your brain and like as a yeah. human, you, you don't really see animals as food. Um, but anyway, from the beginning of time, if we went off that natural instinct instead of just a marketing plan where people started making money off exploiting, but, but you're animals. talking about you're talking about developed nations, right? Yeah, now. yes, I am. There, there, are certain, there are certain countries in this world that are literally like like a family is is fed by an animal, and, but the, and, and unfortunately, but, yep, unfortunately, they have no other choice. But then it is justifiable. Exactly. It is justifiable. If there's no other choice if it is yeah. mandatory. But you're talking about from from the beginning of time since this since our nation was developed. Mm -hmm. As we moved closer to being into a developed nation, we had the wrong idea of what food was. And because we were in, our, our nation was in so over their heads on exploiting animals and selling their flesh for money, and it became a, a, a lucrative business, they decided to market that, market that, market that. And ha when you become a marketing expert, you are manipulating humans into thinking that they need to buy your product. And that's all it is.
That's what the animal agriculture industry is. And we've fallen victim to that. And I, it, now it's time to reverse it. And it, look, we have 12 years to do so. Yeah. The United Nations just declared we have 12 years to do so. Yeah. And, and Elon has to make a cheaper Tesla. I want, the te I want a truck. But there's hey, no I'm, Tesla hold, truck I'm holding yet. you accountable right what? now. So you said that there needs to be more electric cars. Yeah. But you want to get a truck. Because, but I don't have the option to get an electric truck. truck right now. Okay, okay. But you and I need a truck. I hear you. But do you need it? Bro, we can't get to fucking Big Bear if we have a Tesla. I want a truck, okay? Yeah. The truck is like 30 grand, and it will get me to fucking New Jersey. Okay. But when do you drive to New Jersey? The Tesla is 85 grand. When do you drive to New Jersey? I'm just, I want to be able to. I have a new life. I'm not, I'm not held down by, by a weekly schedule on YouTube anymore. You but know what I mean? The, the, but the, that, that's a choice. Think about the choice that's involved in the situation. What I want to have the about? choice to be able to drive cross country. The planet wants to have a choice to not be polluted. Where's the choice there? That's a selfish choice. I'm, I'm calling you out for it right now. It is. All right, but where's the choice? It seems very... Okay, okay, listen. Okay, how do I get a truck then that's electric? But, but that's, a, that's a choice because a truck is not necessary. So then what should I get instead? It's not a necessity. I should get a $130,000 car instead when I'm trying to get 30000 No, but you have the ability to do so, so you can't be arguing with me about that. Yeah, right but now. you wouldn't be comfortable if I did that. I would. You can lease a Tesla easily right now. I just, I don't see it as a... You it, just want a truck. Just like people want, they prefer the taste of animals, so they want to eat them. Bro, I just like... Dude, it's comparable, and you're... you're once you, once you uh, want I don't something, think it's, I don't think it's comparable because it it's not accessible. It is. There's no, there, but there's no... There's vegan I, food is wildly, but listen, wildly listen, less I wanna, accessible I wanna, than, than Ethan, not I want a truck so I can put stuff in a bed of a truck. Okay. okay. But the, you want to put stuff in a bed. How often do we put stuff in a bed every day? Is it a necessity for your every single day, every, your everyday okay. life? It's a limitation. No, 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 no. This okay. is important. Is it... It's... It's, it's not necessarily a limitation because how often do we need to put stuff in a bed of a truck every day? We had to do it zero times this year. We fit all the chairs that we took to the upholstery shop in my Tesla. And we took it there. We dropped it off. And because we have the luxury of being able to drive electric cars, I think that we need to use that to make this world a better place. It's important to purchase things. And we, we learn how important it is to purchase plant-based products because that demands more of them. And then it demands less meat. If you're purchasing a car because you have the means to do so that's electric, that makes more people do that. And when that business becomes more, you know, standing on their feet, they're going to be able to, and has more and more funding. This fucker should go into sales. They're going to, no, 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 but it's not sales. This isn't sales, bro. This is like, this is honestly like morality at the end of the day. No, I Without understand. necessity, you can't morally justify something. Dude, he has like, he has like the fucking, um enthusiasm of like a of like a stockbroker but that's not comparable I'm not, to good, at all. That's good. I'm not saying i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying like you like you don't have the now you have the education because you fucking do hella research on it but like you don't have a, a traditional education where you went to school and learned about this stuff. okay you it would learn be about it on your time but you make up for that with enthusiasm like and and your analogies are great and yeah now i'm gonna get a fucking tesla and Boom. i'm doing the 2022 that, that wasn't truck. a sale bro that was for the environment because it's simply, if you, if you have the means to do so, it's and it's going to make a positive impact. Guys, can you, you, you pre-order me the, the, uh, the Tesla truck, the Cybertruck? No, oh, you can't yet because my credit? All right. I got to fix my credit. Guys, we have a credit issue. Okay. It sounds boring, but I, it's kind of fascinating. Um, we, like when we were younger, we started making money at like a younger age than we expected. And you don't exist. You're not allowed to exist in the credit world until you're 18 years old. Like you can't finance anything until you're yeah. 18 and then by the time we were 18 we had already purchased so many things that we had to start financing everything in our parents names so we built their credit and we weren't allowed to build ours because like you have to kind of work from like ground up 
And then now we, it's hard for us to build credit because we don't exist in the credit world, so no one trusts us. So yeah. we have to buy things cash. Oh, man. I feel like I'm whining, but I, I'm not. I'm just saying. It's just weird. Yeah. Now we're going to have to figure that out to get the Tesla. But we will get the Tesla because guess what? We can. There's a little room. And it's up. important to do things when you can. It's, it is a luxury to have a truck and be able to, you know what I mean, drive and, and not have to sit at a Tesla charger for 30 minutes. But if, it's, if you're going out of your way, no, if, I, if, slight, I, if, if, it's a, if it's a slight, it's a, a moderate inconvenience at, at max, at best, to have an electric car, that you got to do that for the planet. No, I, I do want to. Think and about so, your kids, bro. Think about your kids. You want to be a dad? No, yeah. And I, there's, living, only, there's, only one year, there's only one year before the... Uh, think about this. You want to be a dad, right? the truck comes You want to be a dad. Yes, of course. You're going to love your kids. Yeah. I'm going to love them. I'm going to be great on No, I need to, I need to act. What do you love in this life? What's your number one favorite thing that the, the earth has to offer? Nature. Nature. You got to preserve that for your kids. They're going to love it too. No, I, I totally agree. I agree with you. And um, yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait the time to get the, to get the thing, get the truck. It's been a debate. Hopefully it does come out in 2022 because I do want to, I do want a truck, but, and what do I do until then? Because I'm not going to have a car. You don't need a truck, bro. But what do I do you until can, what do I do until use my then? car. But it's gas. It's not a Yeah, test. but it's it's a hybrid. That's what I was going to say. That's a little better. You. Yeah, you you're can, right. You that is way better. I, I, the, the truck you think I was, my car is a hybrid? I think it is. It's just very fuel efficient. That's better. It's better. Ethan, you were making a, a good point because a lot of people who you were saying you guys have the means to have electric cars, right? Mm -hmm. So the people that want to make a difference and and you know, don't have the means to get electric cars yet. Um, you know, that's the issue of like public transportation, like especially yeah. in LA, there's like not a lot of public transportation. Yeah. And if there was more, Elon was making those tunnels, they were going to be a, for electric autonomous vehicles, but I don't know. I'm interested, interested to see what he does with that or if that's going to still be. Yeah. I mean, thing. I feel like I think a, a lot of things have been put like on an electric subway or an electric train could easily be totally. I mean, we'll see what happens. Joe, like, uh, Joe, I have a lot of faith in to, to make these changes. Just, to think about it. Like when we were becoming a developed nation, we kind of just took the easy route with a lot of things, not thinking about sustainability or maybe just not knowing enough about it. So, you know, we started digging up this liquid from the, from the earth and burning, taking it, it and burning it. Mm -hmm. And instead of just trying to figure out ways to not do that, have to do that, you know? Guys, you know what's so interesting to me, um, just how we were saying that Trump would, you know, tweet so much nonsense and spread so much false information. And um, one of Biden's 17 executive orders that he made the other day, one of them is an ethics plan. And it's um, it's basically to restore and maintain public trust in the government. So, mm. um, yeah, which honestly, I don't, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't have a lot of. Mm. I, I hear here's hear me out on this. I'm that's not a, that's a huge issue in America. I don't, I don't wanna, think anyone trusts the government. Yeah, and I here's the thing. I I, I don't want to be conspiracy ever, but I, you sometimes think like they don't have to be telling me the truth. And I hate to be that fucking guy, you know what I mean? Because I don't want to be. I definitely don't want to be. But like as I grew older and especially like having like a a, a public figure platform, um, I started to realize like I would just kind of say things about Grayson and people would just like believe it. And then I realized, like, if I just said this about Grayson, do you think everybody would believe it? Like, say something. This, he's like, tweet, tweet Grayson did this. Yeah. But then it was like, what if he tweets Grayson did this and I never even did that? People would really have no reason to not believe it. Exactly. And that's like, but that's like a full. Essentially, that's I was like the mini. Yeah. Yeah. And like, maybe I was like the miniest, miniest government to make that analogy for myself. Like, okay, they're like just what doing what I'm doing on the largest scale possible. Right. Like, they're the government. You know what I mean? Like, their platform's bigger than any platform. 
are they using it for good? Or are they using it to manipulate? What are they? You know what I mean? Well, this but, this this sounds really intriguing, and I just try and really comforting to yeah. honestly hear. Yes, same. And I think I think Joe's trying to you know gain that trust back from the public, and <coughs> and um, God, you know fuzz. part part of this plan is to ensure that um, anyone involved in the government, not you know not just the president and vice president. Um, are acting with the interests of the American people and not for personal gain. You know, that was something that was yeah. an issue yeah. these past poor, four years. Poor Joe. He's trying to rebuild trust for the government when Donald Trump destroyed it. He didn't, Joe didn't yeah. do anything to destroy it. Last time it. Joe was in the White House, there was probably a lot more trust. There was, definitely. For sure. But we're going to get it back. And that also makes me really confident because he has, he kind of like, he's probably, picture like, he's been gone for four years out of the White House and he's coming back. He's probably... Air, I've been here he's, before. He's air dapping up the chef, like, like Corey in the house. His dad is like, is like, yo, what's up? You want your favorite meal, vegan meal? But and yeah. So and so, like, I just I, that also gives me like, and like, he worked with everyone that worked with Obama, who's a legend. And so he's he's legend. now he's now back working with probably a lot of the same people. So Absolutely. we're gonna get back on track, and I think rather quickly. Personally, I will say that I'm. I love what he's doing on his social platforms. Like, yeah. I mean, that's where I saw what, he, what, what Joe's doing. Um, and he's built, he's definitely regaining my trust. I have no reason not to trust what he's doing. I I'm mean, interested. I'm interested to see if through him leading by example and doing the right thing, if even like digital influencers begin to do the right thing, because right now it's, it's pretty apparent that like YouTube and it's all the social platforms are like just Talk, flooded toxic. with drama and toxicity. Can I pause? Sure. Can I pause right no, there? No, 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 no. Okay. Because I'm, I'm speaking. They're flooded with drama and toxicity, and I think that, I mean, like in America, let's just say in America, and the government was flooded with drama and toxicity, and it kind of became like the only the government was so ridiculous that it made the world so ridiculous, and it and it almost was like the only thing that got anyone's attention was like the next most ridiculous thing. You have to be more ridiculous, sure. sir. So everyone was trying to be so like dramatic and, and ridiculous just to get attention, and they were, you know, the only way to do that was to do the wrong thing. And so I think social media became super toxic because it was a really shitty sense of leadership in America. And now that our, our, our president is leading with his heart and he's doing the right thing, is social media gonna clean up its act? Is is totally. are good things going to start to get recognized, as opposed to dramatic and bad things? Mm. Yeah, and I think so. I think so, bro. I really do because what Joe's doing. You're right. He's leading by example. Let me let me add to what you said because you mentioned social media being a toxic place right now, and without a doubt, everybody can agree that it is. Um, and that's kind of why I've taken a step back from social media. I don't know how long. I don't have a plan. I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to leave for this long. I just stepped back, and I feel so much better. And I just wanted to like let everybody know listening, if you guys follow me on all my social platforms and have, we've kept up with each other for the past six and a half years, I'm not leaving. I'm here to stay. I love these conversations with you. We can learn together and make this world a better place together. And that's what I want to use my platform for. Um, I just, it, it just, it's like a sacrifice when you open these apps sometimes and you're like, okay, is my mental health going to be depleted? Am, am I going to get drained from just looking at my screen because of what I'm looking at right now? Is it so... I don't want you guys to think that I'm abandoning you. I understand that some of you may feel like that, but I, I promise you I'm right here. And we're, we're entering a, the best chapter of our lives together. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, necessarily involve social media daily all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just think it's a, like a more mature thing. Like as we're like, we're living our own lives. 
mm-hmm. but we are also coming together and having meaningful conversations. We're keeping up with each other, but we're not on top of each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like as you grow older, you need to have more independence and that's what we're all kind of doing right now. Yeah. That's what I needed in my life. That's how you bring humans closer. Yeah. You, you guys become strong independently and then you make a stronger being when you guys come together. Yeah. It's kind of like a relationship. My mom would always tell me this analogy growing up that because Ethan and I tend to live on top of each other yeah. as twins. She said when you're in a relationship, whether it's with a, you know, a significant other or even just twins, you guys are your own trees and you need to grow from the roots up. And then some of the branches can intertwine. And that's where you guys, you know, personalities and best character traits come together and make something greater. You know what I mean? You make that little passageway for a little squirrel to cross. Yeah. You know, you can't do that if you're one tree. If you guys start intertwining at the roots and you grow together as one tree... You're not two. It's just one tree. It's just one tree. That squirrel's not going to have any any branch to cross onto another tree. Yeah, and we'll get as much exercise. Poor guy. Exactly. So give that squirrel some exercise, and let's all grow personally and together at the same time. We'll be a forest of intertwining vines and leaves and, and trees and, and branches. And guess and what? That forest isn't going anywhere because this generation is going to save the planet. I agree. What did we just do? This is beautiful. This is kind of nice. I, I feel like it. really at peace right now. Yeah. I'm smelling this vegan, non-toxic, free of parabens. Also, there's another thing about candles and just like, that's another weird thing. I had no idea that lighting like your typical candle that you get when you walk into like a Target, Walmart has so many toxins in it that are literally like smoking a pack of cigarettes. Like they're so bad for you. And so... With Wakeheart, and I'm not just trying to plug here, we made sure that all our candles were free of all of that. So our, when you burn these, it's like, it's, it's healthy. There's nothing, there's nothing bad coming from this. Uh, it's fully natural. And it's uh, an ethically sourced crystal. And the planet is being preserved. Yeah. Because um, vibes, are, important vibes are being enhanced. And that's going to be the same for all of our, all of our products with Wakeheart. We're, we're working towards, honestly, being open with you guys. We're working towards making a scent-based company. Because we, we love scent and ties to memory, and we, we think that memories are really valuable. And just smelling good is like that, it's just such a burst of confidence. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're working towards make a, making a scent based company. So all of our products will probably have to do with scent and making a natural company for this generation um, to preserve the planet. Yep. Um, also, and we want to, yeah, we basically we want to give you guys a healthier, healthier products that you can use to enhance your also, life. Also, I'm just thinking like one of the most important things that I realized. Um, when I, you know, okay, I, I'm vegan and that's why I keep talking about veganism because that's like one of the ways I'm most proud of for making a positive contribution to the planet and animal lives and just doing, doing good. So, um, something that I realized is that like, I was like, what does one person going vegan do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and first of all, it could start a chain reaction. Second of all, it actually saves over 160,000 gallons of water for this planet and every year and, and about over a hundred animal lives. That's lives. 100 lives on 160,000 gallons of water. And that's just one person. So That's one person. But if you eat like me, which is, you know, the might of four people through the fork, you're saving probably somewhere around 400,000 gallons of water. <laughs> and that's so crazy. That's so crazy. Right? That you're, like, by doing that, it's not only is it for the animals, but, like, all of those Things. It's for communities. Yeah. I mean, but in, the, in the world, we're for, all animals, and if we preserve the planet, we're saving all the animals. Right, and we're saving ourselves. Without a planet, ourselves, no which are, we're saving. Yeah, we're saving every being. Yeah, completely, completely. Um, guys. The world can be. The world can literally be the most beautiful place. It's something we've all like wanted to wanted for the longest time, but this generation is going to put it into action, and the world will 
It has the power to, the, the potential to, and we have the power to make this world beautiful, peaceful, and just all of the great adjectives We're only. We're going to do it. Yo, so also one, I've been kind of like stepping back from social media recently. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies. Yeah. Grayson doesn't want to watch movies with me sometimes. I watch it. I've watched all of them. Yeah, because you. I force you to get out of your room and watch movies with me every no, single time. Okay, I have so to lure you in with popcorn. So here's my thing. I'm like, smell this, Grayson? And then he starts walking towards I, the couch. I, I loved movies so much when I was growing up. And uh, I never really got into TV shows. The only TV show I ever watched was Teen Wolf. And we have a funny story about that. But that was like it for me as far as shows went. And uh, maybe sometimes I would catch a couple episodes of Criminal Minds. He was, an, he, was a, he was a... He was an outdoor man, always. Yeah, always. And so, and so, a, and so a I only foot nature dweller. You know, I like by the time I got the dirt, you know, scrubbed off my elbows in the shower. I only had time for a movie at night. You know, yeah. let's be honest. You know, I was a bit, I was a busy eight year old, and so I love movies. And then when I kind of got into filmmaking myself, and this was at a really young age, but as I learned more and more about it, and I started acting in my own stuff, and and doing the camera work, the production, the directing, the editing. Like, it gave me a, a great sense for, you know, what goes into a piece of entertainment, such as a film, you know, on a smaller scale. And so, whenever I started watching movies, after I kind of learned all this stuff on my own, I would just analyze the fuck out of them. I would, like, pick apart the acting. I was, I was a douchebag. I was, like, a movie critic by accident. And I couldn't, like, escape that mind frame when I sat down to watch movies. And so, for a long time, I, I avoided watching movies. For that, because I, because, yeah, I wasn't watching. I wasn't watching them. I would, I would just start like picking them apart. But now, um, and I and I watched animations for a long time only. Yeah. So right. I watched like, How to Train Your Dragons, like one of the best movies in the world. But like animation series like that, like like you Frozen. know, just your, your typical like your best animations. And that was it for a really long time. And it wasn't only until like this year, um, that we got back into watching movies. And now I'm. We kind of found a genre of movies that we like. Yeah. Like but, indie. And when I'm watching them, like, I, I almost cry every movie, even if it's not a sad movie, because I understand the amount of work that goes in. Maybe I've just changed my perspective on how I watch them now, but I understand the work that goes in to, to each and every scene, every line that's said, every every time the camera moves, and how meticulous they are. And, uh, and, and I almost find myself crying because of the artistry and not really the story or the plot as much. Um Although, although we have watched some movies lately with amazing stories and plots executed perfectly. And one of those movies is Room. We watched Room two nights ago and my heart was beating out of my chest and I was trying to hold back tears so bad because Grayson was on the couch next to me and so was Christina. And I was like, I, <laughs> I was holding tears. I, was like, I don't, don't want to cry in front, of, cry in front of anyone right now. But like, dude, it was the, it was one of the hardest movies I've ever watched. It was, it was the hardest time I've had holding my tears back watching any movie. And, and a lot of that, was because of how good the acting was. Well, also the story. So here, let the me story, first, let me first the, the start off by saying I, re I highly recommend this movie. Um, what I did is I watched it without knowing anything about it, and it like caught me really off guard. So if you're the type of person that likes to do that with movies, I can relate to you. But also, it's about a very, very serious subject. So if you're about to watch it, or if you, you're okay with watching movies with, about very serious subjects without knowing what they're about, do that because it's crazy. Um, but if, if you want to know what serious subject is about maybe look it up first but it's dude it was amazing brie larson and jacob tremblay dude phenomenal acting between both of them fucking yeah. insane jacob was what seven years old and seven years old and like I, I cried because he was just that talented at seven years old 
I was like literally, I, I, I almost started crying after like the, the parts of the movie that make you want to cry. I almost started crying because I was just like, how is, how is this kid this good? This is like there, there was a scene. There was scenes in the movie where, you know, things would happen and they're like, there are di- issues you only learn about as an adult. And the seven year old actor was involved in those scenes and it was like he understood them. Mm. But obviously, how, how do you explain some of this stuff Dude, to just, a seven-year-old? Just, just it blew my fucking mind. Phenomenal. And uh, phenomenal. yeah, the the lead actress Brie Larson just amazing. Mm. And I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And we found the most fucking crazy thing ever. Yeah. And well, do you have the clip? I'm I'm literally fanning out because of this, guys. So we watched this movie. Brie Larson is now Captain Marvel as well. Um, she uh, she's been in a lot of movies, obviously. A lot of amazing, yeah, yeah. Like classics like Twenty One Jump Street. Uh, she was in the play with, uh, but her performance in Room was just absolutely mind blowing. Um, and be- because she was that good at acting, is now probably one of my top three favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, it, but dude, we freaking saw this on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, okay, it's I, I'm gonna I remember it's seven twenty four. If you go to 724, <laughs> we sound like such fanboys. Wait, 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 can I you, mean, I, I, I can I you play that know. and just hold the mic up to it? All right, so this is Brie Larson was in a uh, YouTube video with Laura DIY, and they were doing art, and they were just speaking about who they watch on YouTube. And so Laura asks Brie, Laura, Lauren asks Brie. It's Lauren? Yes. It's not Laura? No, it's Lauren. It's Lauren DIY? It's Laura DIY. Ah, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I have dyslexia. That's why. It's okay. When I wake up in the morning and I am drinking coffee, I watch YouTube videos. I've been watching a lot of the Dolan Twins. I love that for the Dolan Twins. What the fuck? She That's watches her. Yeah, I just blushed. Guys. Also, Christina. She's an Oscar winning actress and she said she watches a lot of the Dolan Twins on YouTube. That's crazy. That, Dude, that, I'm almost like just like nervous a little bit, like insecure. Like, what the fuck did you do? Like she's in like over here in like room and like fucking Captain Marvel and she sees me just fucking yelling at Grayson in a fucking tiny home van for like 25 minutes. Like, I'm sorry for wasting your time, Brie. Oh gosh. But, but dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I just, I appreciate her level of uh, artistry. Does that make sense? I just, yeah, dude, she's extremely Her, her ability, talented. her talent, you could tell like her, deva- her devotion to her craft. And she's also just so fucking cool and she just doesn't like care. She's, she's trying to like def- defy all laws of the the acting industry you know what yeah. i mean she's really just giving it to who she is and she may not fit the mold of like all other actresses i've seen to talk about this in interviews before she articulates it perfectly and like it just was like she's just so herself and it's admirable and for her to like or watch our videos fucking dude yeah so cool so cool and she's really open about like her, her past failures to get her to where she is now like, yeah i, I saw a video that. of her talking about all her failed she, she also has a youtube channel now so go watch her stuff she's awesome but she she talks about her failed um auditions and like auditions that she didn't get and i kind of wanted to talk about it inspired me to talk about mine on this podcast may you guys may not know but grace and i have auditioned for i think five Movies and TV shows. We've done five auditions, guys. So and we, we failed all we of them. Besides one. <laughs> besides one, maybe. Huge all right, all right. So we, yeah, we, uh, we, our well, first ever audition, you remember it? It was in that big, scary, like, Samsung building. Oh, my God. And then, I think we've told this story. Maybe it was on audio only, but that was a really long time ago. Well, let's I'm, get into detail. I'm, I'm going to, no, I'm going to tell this story again. So, our first audition, we moved to Hollywood. We're 15. We just, it was like when we first Oh, moved we didn't even here. move here yet. I remember I was sleeping on my friend's floor. We didn't, you're right, we didn't move here yet. I was sleeping on uh, this this fella named George. He's on another podcast. Um, he, he, he let us sleep on his floor. He, he let us sleep on his floor. Uh, he was, he was a, he's a great guy. We were too young to rent an Airbnb. You know? And so we, we slept on his floor and I remember I woke up 
that morning and the night before I was hanging out with some other YouTubers and I think I, I, I sprayed pepper spray on my hand because I was like, what does pepper spray even taste like? And I licked my hand. Don't do that. There's probably chemicals in it. And uh, my mouth was on fire and I woke up like this and I fucking got the, my skin had pepper spray on it still. And I woke up, my eye was like throbbing. So I woke up on a floor with a throbbing pepper sprayed eye the, the morning of my first audition. I, uh, I don't even know if I showered. I didn't even know if I changed my clothes. I probably woke up in, in like skinny jeans. And so we went to this audition in an Uber. We were like 15 or 14 maybe. And it was an audition for a reality TV show. So there was no homework. You just had to show up. You just had to show and up. And be fucking ready. And so we get to this building. It's, uh, it's in... It was on La Brea. It's in like this big like Samsung building. It's in West LA. West-ish, not even. It's like, it's like center, kind of... It's in Hollywood. And uh, yeah, it's this big, big, tall building and it was on the top floor and we got there and we're sitting outside in the, in the waiting room and we're like, uh, what, wait, what are we here for? I don't even think we read about what we were there for. It was just another YouTuber who was like really big at the time, like referred us to be on. I was like, thank you so much. So they auditioned us and basically the audition was they asked us a bunch of questions to get to know us. They were like, you know, where the where are you from? How'd you get started? And they were like, What's your favorite this? And they were trying to see like our personality to see if we were reality. They asked us like weird questions, like if a girl came in here, like how would you hit on her? Or something like that. Yeah. Because it was like a reality show, but the bravs fifteen. Yeah. So that's weird to think about. But uh we Ethan and I have always been this way. Like we were always super selective from an early like from early on about what we were seen in like what content we were in what mm -hmm. we said and stuff like that because we wanted to be a good example and uh we also cared a lot about our our uh, our, our brand and our fans so yeah. we as we still do but back then we were super strict with it and um we like didn't answer a lot of the questions because I was like, they're filming this. I don't I'm know. Like, I'm not telling you how I'm going to hit on a girl. Yeah. Like, also, like, I don't feel comfortable yeah, doing this. And so weird. we were really boring. And uh, they were like, okay, thanks, guys. And we left and we was like, dude, that went really bad. Like, I wonder what's going to happen. What's the follow up? And we got an email and it said, hey, follow up audition. You made it to the next, the next thing. And so we were back in New Jersey because we were only uh, in LA. The town we grew up in is called Long Valley. So if that tells you about anything about the middle of nowhere, um, that's where we were from, the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so it was a cute middle of nowhere town, though. So we uh, we go into my dad's office and we open it up, and it's like a Skype because there was no Zoom back then. This is like six years ago, and uh, this was the follow-up audition. So they're asking us kind of the same questions again, and I was like even more nervous this time, and I was like, uh, uh and uh, it it, it didn't terribly. It, it did. It went ter It went terribly on our. This is our first audition. It went and, terribly. And at this and point, Grace and I were giving each other the eyes like, "This is not. We don't, we don't even want to be." They a were part asking of this. the same. It was the same type of audition. It was the yeah. same type of audition. So I think we got to follow up because there was nobody else, you else. know, because the show was probably not going to happen. It was one of them. But we thought, said else. sorry, we thought, oh, this is reality. We can, this is our break. And uh, they're like, okay, guys, well, thank you very much. Uh, bye bye. And we said bye. And they didn't hang up. We were trying to hang up, and like we didn't get to it fast enough. And they and, immediately and they immediately go stop. The, she goes bye. We cannot use them. They're so boring. No, they're so just they not. They just a don't. Fit. I just they don't, don't think they have. I it. Don't, no they way. don't have it. Yes. No and I was like, oh, what the fuck? And, it, and then we ended Bro, it. Bro, we didn't even tell mom and dad after that because we were like too embarrassed. We were so embarrassed. We bombed and I didn't even tell my parents. I, I didn't vent to anyone. I looked at Ethan and I go, this is going to stay a secret. Yeah. And, and so, you know, good, but dude, fucking props to us for being that young and like kind of 
I don't really even remember where my mind was at back then. But I like, don't think it phased how me. How the fuck did it not phase me? I don't like, know. That was like rejection like to the fucking face. I think it was because I was just so focused on like yeah. YouTube and, and, yeah, and making weekly and videos shit. and Vine and all that shit that, that I just like, nah, fuck that. And I yeah, slid aside. When you got something you're really passionate about, nothing nothing can really get you down. I think and, that says something. And so that, that helped me a lot back then. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, another audition. We, we auditioned for a movie. Uh, it was a feature film by a, a very notable director. Uh, we didn't get it. Um, we can say, right? I mean... No, I don't, the movie was never made. So maybe we did get it and the movie was just never made. A no, lot I don't of times we, it happens. I don't think we got it. We, we didn't get it. Whatever the fuck. Uh, Colin Tilly is the director. He, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if we're allowed to say that. But Are we? He, made, he made Justin Bieber's re- recent video. Um, and he makes like Nicki Minaj Anaconda, like a lot of stuff. But like he was really cool and we had a great meeting with him. Yeah, he's a good we met guy. at a restaurant. Really good guy. Um, and he like really wanted us to be a part of this movie and I felt like really good about it. Like he w- it was really cool. Like I was like, okay, this guy's it was, like, it, it was a great movie. has an amazing career. But obviously and he has the time to meet with us. So we, we auditioned for it. We went to a, uh, a voice. Wait, what was it? An accent coach. Accent coach. And this was a little bit of a weird experience. I mean, whatever. Like I, I know people have like their own methods and stuff, but like. Grayson was being coached on how to have a Northern California accent. I think it was. Yeah, it was like some some sort of like accent, which is like kind of like it's still kind of just normally like how we talk. Like most people. I mean, I guess I'm a little New Jersey, but if someone just said "Don't talk like you're from New Jersey," I would kind of know how to do it already. So, we went to this this voice coach because we wanted to be really like confident for the audition. So, she was teaching Grayson how to say this one word. Like instead of talk, you say talk, and I was like, okay, that's pretty easy to do. Like I'm talking about instead of I'm talking about so yeah or like no like no and like instead of no yeah so like a little bit more drawn out yeah so like Grayson did it like he said no or he said talk I was like, it's a little bit more like ah and she goes mm, let me teach and I was like <laughs> fuck I want to leave right now like please just get me out of here like she made me feel like I stepped out of line so bad by just giving Grayson the littlest tip because like we're twins like our fucking voice boxes work the same so I'm like oh this is how, this is how yeah. I got it and a lot of the times you're taught by acting coaches in a garage it's always a garage here in LA when you go to get acting lessons you are in a garage yeah for some reason yeah so I don't know there's don't nothing think- against a garage like a lot of productive things that Google was made in a garage and great things happen and obviously actors who take their craft seriously, I'm just gonna say go my to opinion coaches. about like acting lessons like i don't know if they ever really helped me i think they kind of make me overthink a little bit and a lot of what has to do with auditions is like how you interpret a script so it's like you could either say like i don't know like i don't know or you could say like i don't know like you know like there's so many ways to say certain lines and like you don't know what you should be feeling they don't really say like say this concerned or say this happy you just have to take a guess so like every time I went to an acting coach, like I'd interpret the script and it'd be very like cohesive. Okay, I'm like, okay, if I say this line nervous, the next line's got to be nervous, and like I'd go to a like a a coach and be like in- interpreting the script as if I was nervous, and they'd be like, no, just be like more laid back and say instead of saying like I don't know, be like I don't know, and I'd be like, oh my god, you're a genius, but like it's kind of like they're just telling you to do something like in a different way, and it's like I don't know, maybe it's kind of a rip off. I guess I guess only the I guess only the director, well, only the it would be more beneficial. Only the writer knows how the line is supposed and to like be And also, like, I think directors and writers, like, they have, like, a a person in mind. Like, someone's going to fit the part. Like, they just have that character. And they're so married to that character in their head that they wrote down on the paper they created, and he's a part of their imagination. So they're probably going to take them, like, if you have the acting chops, and just as much as, like, someone else in the audition, they're probably just going to take whoever looks the most like that character or, yeah. like, just kind of is the most as a normal human being. So, okay, so I think, like, there's just go for it. If, like, if you want to get into acting, just do as many fucking auditions as possible because you're bound to be the, a director's ideal character. And when you're faced with, with you know, rejection, 
it, it doesn't it's not don't hold don't take it personally because it's like you have to remember they invented a character in their mind and if you're not that character in real life bro you're on you're you're your own fucking person and that's honestly that's honestly with any job because at the end yeah. of the day uh an audition is just a weird job interview yeah and <laughs> so if you don't get a job when you first apply so what there's so much more out there that means it wasn't right for you that yeah. means that you know as much as What's meant you, to be as much be. as you might have not fit that job in, in you know the the hirer's eyes, um, the employers the employers eyes, <laughs> the job didn't fit you, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's the universe. So don't be discouraged and just keep going because the right thing will happen for you. Um, and then let's talk about so we do we did have an audition that we got so we auditioned tape for that 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 audition and it went well we got like some pretty positive feedback about it but I just think that the film didn't get made for whatever reason and I don't um, even know I don't I'm not sure if we got it or not it was kind of up in the air okay so one that we did actually I think get because we got a callback this was like a fucking dream of mine so yeah. can I I just want to start by saying a little bit I'll let you explain more um, growing up my favorite show was Teen Wolf like. I just loved it. It was the only show I ever watched. Um, it was like Dylan O'Brien's breakthrough, and he was like my favorite actor of all time. Um, and it was just like, dude, this show is fucking awesome. And I wasn't even in high school yet, so they were like upperclassmen. I kind of like looked up to them and like that kind of like weird like fake world because I thought I was a kind of a, a part of the show, whatever. But uh, I would go to school, and like, dude, people would be like, Yo, you look like you could be on Teen Wolf. Like for some reason, like I got told that like at least 15 times when the show was popping, like, like everyone would say that. And like freshman year, people were, like just random people, but like, you look like you'd be on Teen Wolf. Like, have you ever thought about acting? Because they knew I did Vine. And I was like, that's fucking like that's my favorite show. Like, they really you watch that? And I'm like, yeah. So it was just like a weird thing that kept happening. And then we got the opportunity to meet the director and the creator, producer of Teen Wolf, uh, who was Jeff Davis. And he was just a really pleasant dude to meet. He's also a twin. He like did his research about us and like knew things about me when, when we had our first conversation. And I was like, dude, like what the fuck? Like I'm just honored right now. Yeah. And he toured us through the entire set of Teen Wolf. And he let me take a Snapchat there and I put on my story and everyone's like, oh my God, like what the fuck? Um, because they knew how much I liked the show. But it was really, really cool. And then during the tour of the, the set, he like looked at us and he's like, how would you guys like to play evil twins on season six? And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? He's, I'm thinking about doing like evil twin characters. Is that something you'd be into? I was like, why are you asking me? Like, you would, like, I should be fucking begging you. Like, what? Yeah. But it was just awesome. And I was like, I got my hopes up like really high. But uh, then we had, we had the opportunity to audition for Teen Wolf season six. And then, so we did, we, we, we did self tapes in our basement in New Jersey because I think we were still living in Jersey. Mm-hmm. We were just back in Jersey after that, that tour. Um, and the opportunity. And we both taped for about eight hours. Yeah. We wanted it to be perfect. And mm-hmm. like if I like blinked at the wrong time, I'd be like, oh, fuck. And I'd get, you just get more and more in your head with audition tapes. So yeah. I like to kind of go in person if I was to do an audition again, which I probably will never do. But who knows? I'm not going to say never. Uh, and then so, so uh, we, we sent the auditions in. We didn't hear much because I guess they ended up in a situation where season six was a little bit behind schedule and they were writing as they were creating. And, you know, that happens a lot. And people don't even realize, like, sometimes movies, like, begin production and then, like, the most iconic part of the movie isn't even, like, written or, like, like materialized yet, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and then it comes about as it goes. And so I guess that's the situation they were in for season six. And uh, they didn't get around to making those twin characters. Uh, but they did offer us one character. 
But since Ethan, it was and like I, they kind of offered us. Maybe it was like a second audition to be a one character, or maybe they did approve the audition. I don't remember what the exact situation there was. Some was, interest in but us, it, it which became, was which was crazy. There, there was a conversation <laughs> about there being a character for one of us, but we didn't want to go forth with it because we didn't want to leave the other the other one out. So we decided to not be on Teen Wolf or not have an opportunity to audition again for Teen Wolf because we didn't want to one person to do it without the other. Yeah, and hey. Thank you for that, Grayson. That was a non-selfish decision. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what else? Oh, this this reminded me of something that I was gonna say. Oh, and I wanted to say it so bad. Oh, that's that happens, and then you remember it, and then it's not even that big of a deal. You guys ever like you, you you're about to say something on the tip of your like, and then and then you forget what you're the tip of your say. what tongue. Um. And then you forget what you're gonna say, and then you finally remember what you're gonna say, and it just didn't even fucking matter. Yeah, yeah. it was probably gonna be that moment. Cool. Um, More important stuff. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Okay. No. Sorry. Oh wow. Last, of course. So there's a show. Stuff too. There's a show. That. Show called Politician. It's with like Gwyneth. Oh, Paltrow. that was our last audition. Sorry. We auditioned. There's twins on the show. We we auditioned to be those twins. We didn't get it. Okay. Next. <laughs> But also, it was like yeah, they had to be the older brother of the main character who was 25, and we were uh, 17. So I was like, or 23. So I was like, how is this going to work? Whatever. We didn't get it. We probably just weren't good enough. That's our excuse. We didn't get the audition. The evil twin thing would have been so cool. It would have been sick. Yeah. Yeah. Twins, a lot of twins in in shows and stuff are evil too. Like, I think the politician ones are like kind of like, like douchebags. Well, at least that's how we interpreted the script. Yeah. That's what the acting coach told us in the garage. (laughs) Okay, so important stuff. Important stuff. So I, you know, we we've talked a lot about Joe, right? And yeah. I just needed to uh, touch base on our women here. Um, Let's go. Our first woman vice president, Kamala Harris. Yo, Adele, from California. I, Adele and I were looking at like the the list and pictures of all the vice presidents, and like Kamala Harris, like next to all of them, they're all just white guys. Uh, and dude, it's just, it's, it's really crazy. It really is. God, it puts such a smile on my face. Woman of color. It puts such a smile on my face. Can you believe it? We made it here. We made it here. She made history. Like, yo, like this is, this, we kind of contributed to that. This generation really did. Not only this generation, this honestly, people of color in this generation Mm -hmm. were the main Mm -hmm. contributors for that. So, And then also like the other generations, I'm sure there was a lot of people. Yeah. We said something about funky 40s and how people in their 40s are kind of detached. I think it's 50s. Mm. 40s. I know a lot of funky people in their 50s? 40s. Yeah, I think it's funky 50s. Okay. It is. No offense. The but funk I, fifth. Not all of them, but a lot, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I do, because I think I know more people in their 40s who like are on board with like positive change mm-hmm. um, than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. Yeah, we met some 40-year-olds recently on Zoom. And, and they're pretty woke. Yeah, and not th- not doing anything like besides just saying hello. Okay. But um. But yeah, I mean, think about think about the 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 path that she is, the trail that she's blazing for young women, like uh, for the young generation. Mm-hmm. A know, true for, inspiration for your guys' daughters, and you know, every it's true. it's amazing that somebody it's history, it's history true. for women. Yeah. Yeah, I just realized that I w- I want to have a daughter really bad. Um. Okay. I when you said that, I just thought of like baby girls are so cute. Baby girls are really cute. So yeah. cute. Baby boys are cute too, but like I think like 
Like nothing beats a baby girl. Oh, they're adorable. <laughs> they're little voices. But yeah, I want to. I'm gonna cry when they have, when they have space buns. It's oh, the cutest gosh. shit ever. Our friend's daughter had space buns in, and she's three. <laughs> and oh gosh, so adorable. But yeah, like it is really important. Um, and I just thought about like how much I'm gonna love my daughter and how much she needs to have an equal opportunity in this world. And you know, it's it's just like, and you know how much I love every fucking important woman in my life. Adele, I want to ask you, I want to ask you how, like, how do you as a young woman in America feel right now that Kamala's in office? Like, how does it make you feel? Cause I, I wouldn't know because I'm yeah. me. Yeah. I've been thinking about it lately and, and I've been seeing on social media, you know, moms posting photos of like their daughters in front of the TVs, like watching her swear into office. And it's like, I almost just cried. My uh, fucking heart did that thing where I had a fucking, my heart almost really? cried out of my face and I had to hold it back. Me too. Really? It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And like, you know, um, just feeling like it, you know, all the amazing things that, that women in the public eye do. And even people like AOC who, you know, in Congress is, she's this young woman making like loads of a difference for the world. And, um, to see someone in such a high power, you know, that has, it's not. It, and doing good with it. And doing good with it and being a woman. Um, it's overwhelming. It's an overwhelming feeling. Like it's an emotional yeah. overwhelming feeling. Um, Cause it's making not only women, but women of color, it's making them feel heard and making them feel safe in this country. And, you know, having someone represent them. It's, it's insane. That's amazing. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. I'm clapping a lot this episode. Yeah, but, but it's necessary. it's good shit, dude. It, it's been it's been a long time since we've had good shit happen. Yeah, um, and um, it, it's all happening. At but once we're on right the now. flip side. This is the this is the home stretch. Yeah. This is the home stretch of the pandemic. I know that. Yep. I, I know that Biden is taking serious yep. action, action, immediate action. Yeah. And uh, he said he wanted to do the 100 day mask challenge. So yes. he, he kind of made it a little lighthearted. How cute yes. is that? Yes, yeah. I know. I think he he's really getting he's he's really gonna speed things up. It's yeah. really good. It's this it's Amazing. the start of a lot of good things. Um, Speaking of women, yes, I saw Amanda Gorman's poem mm-hmm. at the inauguration, and Grayson hasn't seen it. Yet. I haven't seen it, so I I but would we show I you. would consider myself a lover of poetry. Um, Grayson actually writes poetry. I write poetry, and it's just for fun. It's just for I somewhat me. do too, but it's just you're it, more. The it's poem, just yeah, it's poetry. just for me, and I and I like writing in general a lot, um, and so. Ethan's been talking to me about this, and I'm really excited to watch. But I wanted to wait to watch it now, so I want to, I want to right now have me, and I think I'm going to cry. And I think, <laughs> well, the way I described it to Grace, and he's like, "I'm going to, am I going to cry?" And I said, "Probably, maybe." I just want to have like a fresh. It's, it's one of those things where obviously like, it's a beautiful poem, just kind of like we're talking about Room, the movie. It's a, it's an insane movie, and because of the content in the movie and and in this poem, that also that's that's a contributing factor in making you want to cry. Yeah, but also we talked about the movie. You know, that amazing acting. This is just amazing writing and delivery. Yeah. Like she's like, not only is she, did she write an amazing, heartfelt, beautiful poem that America needs, but the way that she delivered it, can't teach. Right. Just, just God given talent. So um, how do I watch this? Can yeah. I, can I watch this, please? Right, Grayson, Grayson's gonna watch it, and then we're gonna cut to mm-hmm. after I watch it because I wanna, I wanna kind of. It's a long poem. It's what? How many? How many minutes? 
Six minutes. It's a six-minute poem. I want you guys to watch it on your own time. Um, Grayson, after this episode, but Grayson is going to watch it, and then we're going to cut to his reaction. A lot of people have probably seen it. Yeah, a lot of I'm people I'm a little bit behind. Have, but if you haven't, I, I, was, I highly I was recommend it. I stuck in a room yesterday working on what we're working on right now for 12 hours. And no matter who you are, so this poem is beautiful. It is. I got the chills like five minutes, 56 seconds. Probably, probably like in the teens amount of times. Literally more than 10. Crazy. Guys, even her hand movements. Like oh, she was so like the, good. It was performance. So cool. It was a performance. Amazing. But it was it was so much, it was so heartfelt mm-hmm. and personal to her, but understandable to me. Yeah. How did she do that? I know. And she like paint. She she essentially like painted our democracy. She talked about our democracy being you know held back and coming back now, which I think is like. So cool because she yeah. she did it in such an artistic way. Wow. Yeah. Personification is the word, right? That she used a lot, where mm-hmm. she would use mm-hmm. that to like kind of like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So sick, dude. So good. And so her outfit. Crazy. So fu- everything about it was so sick. Like the wide shot, and everyone's like kind of wearing like black, and she's just wearing this yellow <laughs> outfit. Um, that was that was ex- oh, it was extremely powerful. Everything about it. I, she like. Is she getting some sort of award for this? Actually, she's gotten an award um, already. Um, I need to double check what it's called. Not that a, an award is like she needs an award for verification, no, but, but like. Okay, I was reading about that. That was amazing. She okay, so she. I I, I saw. I what, can't. I I couldn't present in front of my class. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be the most intimidating place to present. To. Okay, so I saw that she gained. Okay, not that this is like that important, but I think it kind of is. So but this goes gained, back she, to what we were talking about before. Exactly, she gained over two million followers in a day on Instagram, maybe three. And and what I want to say about that is no drama, no drama, and people are recognizing the fact that they need to be, you know. So when you follow someone, you're kind of just checking in on their life and and what they believe in, and they're moving in the right direction, of following people like her. So she, which is awesome. She was given the award that's called the National Poet, the National Youth Poet. I believe it's pronounced Lorate or Lorate, Lorat. Grace is um, good with pronunciations. What do you so, think, bro? So it's, <laughs> it's a person who's honored with an award for, for an outstanding creative or intellectual achievement. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it says that in its four years of existence, the, war, the award has been granted to only four teens, and she's one of them. That's awesome. Um, she's a teenager? She was granted this when she was a teenager. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I saw so here. I saw her story because I I was like, oh my gosh. So I immediately went to her Instagram, and she had a story up, and she posted one with Michelle and Barack Obama, and she just said, "I'm deceased." Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny to see someone who's so talented and like amazing at writing just use like, just like, troll lingo. Like, it's not troll lingo. It's no. like it's like meme. It's like funny. Like meme lingo. Okay, yeah. that's what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I also, it was just like approachable. It's just awesome. So uh, she is a twin, correct? Yeah. We read that she was a twin and that she was raised by uh, by a teacher, a school teacher. And I'm a twin that was raised by a school teacher. So I think, I don't know, I feel like that made me feel kind of cool. You know, my dad was a school teacher. He was in education for like 20 plus years. And uh, he was, I mean, he was raised by my my mother as well. you're, You're not getting any part of her award. That's, that's and we're twins, and I like poetry. So. Right, you know, Grayson, that was her poem. You, you didn't write any of it, and she's she's, she's, great, she's great. a very beautiful girl. Great, you, and you, this one, you, so you had nothing to do with the poem. She wrote it. 
but there is that connection there that's a very co- coincidental yeah. connection yeah. that's crazy yeah no it was, it was so good and uh congratulations and thank you thank you to amanda gorman um great i know you were talking about the other day um you know you know a lot and are really passionate about um you know equal rights for people with disabilities mm. um so from when, when i was a kid i worked closely with children with disabilities in our elementary school and so i learned a lot through the program that was that we had um and I just think that there just needs to be a lot more awareness raised for yeah. for people with disabilities because it was really it's, important it's, for me yeah. to, to be to learn those lessons that we did in that program about um, you know classmates with autism that we had yeah. you know classmates of ours and um, and with Down syndrome and various disabilities it was really important for for me to know those things so I you know what I mean like can can be there for 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 people who have different needs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and are, you know, born different from me mm-hmm. and, uh, how to support them in, in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, tick that to the list of, of the things that Biden's working on. Um, since being in office, he's, um, unfortunately, um, Trump and the Republicans in Congress, uh, repealed, um, you know, certain part of the Healthcare Act um, and it negative, negatively affected a lot of disabled people. Um, and Biden's, um, the Biden plan for people with disabilities, um, he wants to build an economy that's more inclusive, mm-hmm. um, more just, um, and more accessible for millions of disabled people in America, um, which there are Amazing. tens of millions. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. it's, it's really unfortunate that during Trump's presidency, a lot of people um, who are American citizens were just kind of forgotten about, and it really, it really makes me upset. I wasn't one of them. It was just, it was clear and that the, the priorities upset. were entirely, were like opposite of what they should have been. Yeah, in, in all aspects. So and bias, but that's o- but that's over. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and Joe's doing a great job. It's been one one whole day. Yeah, you I mean, not even one Chris, whole day. And I think it's powerful if you you share that kind of like personal story about the um, about just like. Yeah, I guess that this this is a reason awareness. This is a reason why I feel I've made it. Yeah, I guess I want to share a personal story that um has inspired me, or just I, I don't know if "inspired" is the right word. It affected you kind it, of to it, the it, core. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, you weren't even the that one. Affected is the is the right word, and it affected me to to want to raise awareness for people who have disabilities and um I have a friend and he has a sibling who has autism and uh his autism socially affects him and he and we we grew pretty close with him yeah we did we were friends of his uh uh-huh. and um socially he was uh he was behind the kids of his class and as a senior in high school he was going through similar things that everybody else is you know f- having feelings for girls falling in love um and he he had a crush, you know, as everyone does in high school. Um, but because he was socially affected by his disability, he didn't really know how to express that. Exp- to her. Yeah, express that to and, her. in the way that like is seen as the norm. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, yeah, in, instead of 
you know, I mean, I guess what do people even do in high school if they have a crush on someone? I guess you find out from someone else. Yeah. I mean, he he decided to write her a letter and let her know himself. Yeah. And 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 and, uh, and you know, say things like "I love you" and stuff that, um, the ways he was feeling, and he explained that to her. But it all, was it all, was never completely yet. harmless. Yeah, harmless and legal. It was and never, like, honestly adorable. Yeah, it was never really, it was never beyond that. And um, what happened was she uh, had told um, a teacher, a faculty member, and it. Ward had gotten back to him uh, that she said that he, she felt that he was weird and she and she needed space be, because he was weirding her out. Yeah, and the, uh, the guidance counselor, someone at the school, told um, our friend who had autism that he couldn't do that anymore. He couldn't talk to her yeah. anymore. And so that broke my heart to pieces because I feel like had... He was so broken about yeah, it. Yeah, he was so broken about it. And and he found out the wrong way. He should not have found out that way. And had the person we had a crush on had um, She'd been aware of his no, disability. She, she, shut come let me let me come on. You're not speaking words. I know, but I'm going to. If she had if she if the information that I had access to, you know, through the program that I was in when I was young about kids with special needs and autism and, and deaths and various other disabilities then she she probably would have acted a lot better in the situation. You know what I mean? And it Less was just judgmental. Exactly. She would have handled it. She would have understood humanely. that he. She would understood that she he had needs that needed to be catered to, and uh, and wouldn't have you know used hurtful hurtful words to describe him and in the way he was acting uh, because again he just it's just a, he was socially it's affected ultimately by disability. Fucking disappointing. Yeah, it really is. And so that that. That personal experience and the story that that I was told shattered me, and it really it made me want to do something. So uh, things like that make me realize that, like it, it and you know, it, I get in these situations where with with veganism and, and with an instance like that, where I want to do good for you know people and 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 help them, you know, eliminate oppression towards their kind. Um, when I have like a personal way to relate it to me. And then I feel guilty. I'm like, I wish it didn't take a personal experience for me to wake the fuck up and realize that I need to do something to positively contribute to other people's lives who aren't like me. And uh, n- now is when I really realize in my life, okay, I'm not going to let it take a personal experience anymore. I'm going to do active research and figure out problems that people face because they were just born a certain way. And I'm going to do whatever I can to make a positive change for them. Yeah. So it's really it's really refreshing to see that um, it's yeah. heart, it's heartbreaking to see that you know that was that was taken away and and people disabled people were negatively affected by the decisions Trump made in office. Um, I have a really great feeling about this year. We're off to an amazing start. But jo- yeah, Joe's got a, Joe's got a Joe's got a kind heart. I've seen I've seen a video um, of him interacting with a gentleman with Down syndrome, and he uh, you could tell that he was. Uh, he just he just knows what he's doing. You know, he's just a good he's a good guy. And so, I feel and like I feel like this world, this country, and 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 this world is gonna equality just be a better place because Trump Trump negatively affected everything, mm. not yeah. just the country. Yeah. And great, you've talked about in the past how you know um, your passion for this issue of equality for um, disabled people that that you'd like to. Um, you'd like to make a personal difference and, and like open schools. Yeah. Right. That was a, uh, that was a goal I'd written down in, in fifth grade on what I want to do when I get older. I wrote that I wanted to open a school for 
people with special needs. And uh, we actually tried to pursue a, a dream of ours, which is opening a gym for people with special needs. And um, we talked to a friend of ours, parent, um, our friend is Down syndrome. We talked to his parent about like what, you know, the gym could look like. And, and cause he knew, you know, more about Down syndrome than we did. Obviously. Um, yeah, of course. And then we talked to a couple other people and we were, we were doing research. Yeah. There's a lot that goes we, into we just, it. We basically, we just didn't have the means at the time. Yeah. There's, so. a, there's a lot that goes, that goes into it, a lot of time and a lot of effort. And uh, means, so it's, it's a slower process. Um, means as in funding. We just. We, we yeah. you know, we got into the logistics and that's kind of where we hit the roadblock there, but it's something that I'm definitely going to do in my life. Yeah. A goal. Yeah. yeah. It's a road. Yeah. There was just roadblocks in the way and then we're going to overcome them and, and I, I want to make that happen. Whether it's a gym, school, um, just something for, uh, the involvement of people with disabilities. To make a direct difference. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, I know you guys were really interested in wanting to, uh, look into like farm sanctuaries and adoption uh, yes and another hands-on difference we yeah. okay my goal this year i'm, I'm uh, aside from just being vegan and saving animals that way i'm going to save animals sentient beings who who just want to live this year hands-on and i i want to i'm trying to figure it out Grace and i want to purchase property and open a sanctuary for farm animals um who are going to be slaughtered needlessly and give them a life that they deserve the simplest, the simplest thing, life. They deserve it. So that's what we want to do this year. Hands There's on. There's a lot of great organizations yeah. out there. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess, but also, I want, I want to start. I want to, I want to yeah. actually save animals myself. And the reason we're, the reason we're talking, getting into all of this stuff right now is because I feel inspired by, by, by our president. You know, the first seconds that he was in office, he tweeted what he was going to do to positively change. It's perpetual. You know, so it's motivated me to, to write down my list. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good practice to write down your list of things you want to do. Okay, so the reason why this episode was different from the others is because it's, this is like when we focus on what we want to do with this channel, we realize it was this. Fucking around, having a good time, talking about some serious stuff, and learning together because you could take knowledge with you forever. It's so, intimidating. It's intimidating to, honestly, I'm going to say it's intimidating to have a, a, a large platform and then to learn on that platform you yeah. know what i mean i used to be afraid to, to raise my hand and ask a teacher for help and now i'm kind of doing it on a youtube channel with a bunch of people watching but i think of all of you guys as really close friends i know that you're all understanding and i just want to yeah i ultimately want to learn with you and and just grow together let's fucking do it so that's what we're doing here all oh, right yeah. so it's, it's time for the spread positivity shout out of the episode i just sent it in all right adele texted it over i saw this one yesterday and i loved it this spread positivity shout out is from Ariane Vaughn. And she said, my spread positivity goes to my dad. Our family lives in West Africa, which is not the most civilized. In the country we currently live in, my father works in a company that gives out free mosquito nets for people that can't afford it because malaria is, common, is a common illness where we live. Last year, they gave out more than 4 million mosquito nets. Love your channel. I watch every single bit. Well, shout out to Ariane, um, who's in West Africa right now. That's awesome that you're listening to the podcast from so far away. And that's so cool. It, that, that's the great thing about social media. Um, second of all, your dad's fucking awesome. Yeah, and shout out to your dad. And that just motivated me to do even more hands-on things mm -hmm. um, to contribute more with my hands. You know what I mean? Like personally, do the work to make a change happen mm -hmm. uh, because that's what your dad's doing is working for a company that is providing people with mosquito nets, which are essential there. Um, so that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it truly just motivated me. Thank you, Ariane. Amazing shout. Ties in perfectly to, to the conversation. Yeah. I guess it's because your dad's such a great guy. 
we want to shout you guys out. Um, so let us know what you guys have been doing to spread positivity, something you've done in your life that you're proud of because spreading positivity is the flex that you're allowed to flex with. Spreading positivity is fucking cool and it's making this world a better place and we want to acknowledge you guys. And it's important to be proud of spreading positivity because it then allows you to promote that thing in your brain that, it, that allows that thing to grow in your brain that wants to spread more positivity. You know, when you feel proud, you do it again. So let us know, and we want to acknowledge you guys. Also, nominate a friend, family member, anybody, but don't be afraid to nominate yourself. It's not bragging. It's amazing. So, dude, this episode was amazing. It's fucking so fun. I had a lot of fun. And I feel like I grew a lot. Yeah, right? In just a short time. You're literally not getting a gas car now. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's good. Yeah. And I don't want to say, like, if, if you're not in the position where you can buy an electric car, that's totally fine. Yeah. There's, there's so many other ways to contribute to the environment and preserving the environment. And um, the people who can't buy electric cars, we're going to keep working towards doing that so the demand is higher and then the prices drop and everybody could do it eventually. And it just, it just feels good doing, you know, like what you're responsible to do. Yeah. So in, in your own way, there's always a way to help. And look for those ways to, to help. Fuck yeah. All right. Love you guys. I seriously fucking do. And we'll see you guys next week on Thursday. Sorry about the technical difficulties yesterday. Yeah. And thank you for listening today on the wrong day. We might get this up Thursday night. We don't know yet. Should we? Uh, maybe. Hey, you know what? Nice episode. Yeah, this is Thursday during the day. And it's Thursday somewhere, baby. All right. Peace. <laughs>